0: You are listening to episode eight of Chit Chat with a Therapist. This is Chit Chat with a Therapist. The podcast where clinicians are supported and encouraged to create a private practice that they can be proud of. And now, here is your host, therapist, coach, and future BFF, Melissa da Silva. Hello, you beautiful therapists and helpers out there. I am so happy to be speaking to all of you again. I feel like it's been some time since I connected with you through podcasts. We've been on a bit of a break with me working on the book. If you don't already know or own the book, my book is called The Profitable Private Practice, How to Start, Run, and Grow Your Practice. And you can get your hands on that At Amazon or on my website, theprofitableprivatepractice.com. And I offer a ton of information about everything you need to know with having a private practice, as well as links to some of my favorite resources and people that I know would be great resources for you in your private practice. So make sure you get your hands on that book and head over to theprofitableprivatepractice.com. So today my interview is with Diana Barrett and she is a therapist who hasn't always been a therapist but had a previous job and changed that when she realized that she wanted to help people in a different way. So we talk about that in this episode and I hope that it makes you kind of think about your start and how you became to know where your life journey was and where you are right now, and if it's where you want to be, or if it's time for you to pivot. So enjoy my interview with Diana, and I'll catch you on the other side. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Chit Chat with a Therapist Live. We are going to be speaking to Diana Barrett today over on the West Coast, and we are going to talk to her about what she is doing in her practice, and maybe she can give us a little tip on how to handle life when things get a little tough for the therapist. So helping the helpers. I want to let you all know that my first book is set to launch on November 20th. And if you want to be one of the first people to get a copy, you're going to want to sign up for my crowdfunding page so that you can have access to the first copies of my book. Now, the name of the book is A Profitable Private Practice, How to Start, Run and Grow Your Practice. You know, it's all that shit that they don't teach you in grad school when you are starting a business. So this is going to be the toolkit if you want to start your own private practice in therapy or maybe even as a physician, nurse practitioner. So keep an eye out for that. If you haven't done so already, make sure you join my Facebook group, which is a private practice made easy, and you can get on the mailing list and you can be one of the first people to get on that list. So it is almost October, and I want to let you know this is a time of year when people start to feel a little down. Our sun is going away. We're not getting enough light on ourselves, and I just want to make sure that you know that It doesn't mean that you are weak if you seek out mental health. There are therapists all around who will be out there to help you get through this time of year. I know that a lot of people find it beneficial to use one of those seasonal affective disorder lamps just to kind of get through the tough season. And if you find that you need help, make sure you reach out to a local therapist because they are all out there waiting for you. So we're just waiting for Diana to come on. We might be having a little bit of difficulties. And if that's the case, we might have to pop off and then come back on. So let's just see what's going on here. I just want to say I got this new mug for my birthday from my mother. Does she not know me or what? Best therapist ever. Yes, I like to think so. At least my mom thinks so. And that's all that matters, I I think. If you have an amazing...
1: Hey! hey. Well, hello there. Yes, yes. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I just wanted to thank you for providing this platform for therapists to get, gain more exposure and also to speak a little bit about their own journeys and their practices.
0: Yeah, I always find that each therapist has a special story to how they got to where they are. Do you have a special story about how you got to where you are?
1: Well, first of all, I I want to say um, I'm Diana Barrett, licensed marriage family therapist at True Living Therapy Center in Encino. I do believe that everyone has a special story. Everyone is unique and thus everyone's story is special in, in some way. My story, I am originally Romanian. So being in America for over 15 years now, getting to live my dream as a licensed therapist, serving others in my private practice in Los Angeles area in itself is a dream come true. And along the way, there are a lot of milestones that have come and my initial career after moving to Los Angeles actually was in accounting and business. Oh. So for me this is a coming together now. I just wanted to say that this day is special also because uh, it's September 30th and I mm-hmm. just uh, had my birthday on the 19th. Happy birthday. Well, thank you so much. And, and usually my birthdays are those times of years where um, times of year where I get to reflect and I get to take in all that has happened throughout the years and, and do a little bit of um, evaluation and inventory of my life in all areas, personally, professionally. So this year was no different. And I just realized also that September 30th is my one-year anniversary from receiving my license as an LMFT. So Wow, congratulations. That's amazing. Right? I mean, this is, yeah. this, is, this in itself is a really special day. Yes, and did it seem like the whole year has gone by fast since you got that license? You got it. Yes, I just I looked back with a colleague the other day. We went to lunch. He's also a therapist and certified hypnotherapist, and we just looked at our my year since I've rented the office in my current building in Encino, and I just couldn't believe if it weren't for the rental renewal, I wouldn't have known it's been a year. So it went by. Wow, in so it's gone by that fast. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so how long have you been in practice? Has it been more than a year? So I've been pretty much exactly one year. I got licensed last year, September 21st was the day that I passed my exam. And then mm-hmm. it, I want to say it took about a month to receive my license. And again, expire mm-hmm. it expires September 30th, 2019. So it's up for renewal next year on this day. Yeah. So. And so how has the business been going since for this past year? So, okay. First, it took about five years to get to this point. I took mm-hmm. my time with the hours. I, I did finish the hours, I want to say, in about two years, which is pretty quickly to finish. However, mm-hmm. I was turning 33 at the time. We're looking at the end of 2015. And I was single and dating. And I had been single in Los Angeles for about 10 years. And mm-hmm. the time came where I, I realized that I was feeling lonely and I was so ready to partner up. And I wanted to share this career achievement and the licensure and all that with someone and having someone in my life. So I almost said to myself, OK, I focused so much on getting my master's, which took almost two years, about a year and a half to two. I, I went to an accelerated program, a Phillips Graduate mm-hmm. Institute and master's in psychology and marriage family therapy with specialty in Latino family therapy. So I speak, besides English, I also speak Romanian. That's my mother language, Spanish fluently, and my practice is multilingual. So I do see clients, just to insert that in, I see Latino clients, and I also see some Romanian clients. So I welcome the romanians and spanish-speaking clients as well as english speakers they're all welcome to my practice and again it's True com. so for whoever is seeking a therapist or needs referrals or wants to learn more about what i do mm-hmm. they can just go on there and see if they can find what they're looking for or alternatively i can help match refer them to colleagues Um I do my best to be well-connected and and have a wide network of colleagues and friends in the therapy world. Now, is there a large Romanian community in your area? Apparently, in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles, there is. There are Romanians, Russians, a lot of Russians, some Polish people. Um, Orange County also has a lot of Romanian population. So, um, but definitely about 16% of all Romanians in the U.S. are, or maybe more by now, are concentrated in the California, in the state of California. Wow. Wow. So are you, they
0: seeking you out because you have this specialty as well?
1: Well, the Romanian clients per se are seeking me also for the language and the familiarity Mm -hmm. that comes with that comfort. When I was living in San Francisco, I relocated briefly for about two years after getting married so that I could be with my husband. He was a San Francisco native Mm -hmm. in the area of San Francisco. So more like the peninsula for whoever has visited or or been in San Francisco, it's the San Carlos area. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where I have gained another year at a nonprofit, another year of experience. And that's where I -hmm. got licensed. So all of the exams and uh, all of the licensure process was actually in San Francisco for me. Wow. So Wow, and so it seems like you have
0: had quite a journey, but you really like manifested what you wanted. Like you were determined you were going to get that masters, you went to an accelerated program. I did. You determined that you wanted to partner up with somebody and you met your husband?
1: Yes. So that's why I wanted to go back to the story with my yeah. husband so I can bring it all together. So while I was doing my hours, like I said, I finished uh, with um, in a, within about a year and a half to maximum, it was less than two. So an accelerated program in the master's in psychology. And this was after already having a master's in accounting and finance. I had thought that accounting and finance would be my path in my career. And then I realized I wasn't connecting with myself, with my heart. It was all from the mm-hmm. mind and about making money and being successful and so i was chasing that and then i it took a breath and paused which i invite the audience to do as well and all the listeners and viewers mm-hmm. of your episode to take a pause every now and then if it's a, a, a certain frequencies it could be every year around your the time of your birthday that for me is mm-hmm. a, a big time of year to do that But this pause or inventory can be taken uh, at certain times in in the year, maybe at the end of the year in December, just taking a step back and taking it all in and looking at your progress and your goals. And are those goals still aligned with who you are, who you want to become, who are are you becoming and developing? And if they are not in alignment, then you need to reassess and, and do your best to update, just like we do computer programs. And antiviruses right we always update even when it seems Mm -hmm. like there's no need to (laughs) re-update yeah so
0: and so what do you think is the best way to be able to take that pause
1: some of the methods i've used would be journal writing so i've had uh, journals for different periods and sections of my life my life for example single ladies out there and not only single but in general ladies out there i have something called a man journal where i chronicled Some of my requirements for the men that I was dating and the stories, pretty much including the details. And I've dated online. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of experience as a young professional woman of dating online. So I've chronicled Mm -hmm. things that I've learned from different men and how I've changed my requirements and the Mm -hmm. partner I was seeking based on the dates and experiences that I had. So a man journal, I find is very important. So if you are not keeping a man journal these days, it's also important because the online dating world and how many people are out there and you want to keep track of the Joe and John and Jim and want to make sure everybody Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to, especially single ladies right now, you want to make sure you keep track of who is who and what they said: Who has mm-hmm. the two cats and who has the dog, and who loves traveling <laughs> yeah. to, to the Bali, and who's a spiritual person versus you know the finance guy. Yeah. So that sounds like it
0: could be a whole published book in itself.
1: Oh goodness, the man! <laughs> <laughs> so many subjects. So besides the man journal, just so I can complete that. Besides the man journal, I also have a journal that is about my own development, and like I said, these mm-hmm. milestones there are also certain aha moments, like relationships have taught me so much. For example, I'll give you a very recent example is I have gotten back into ballroom dancing and I had started Mm -hmm. it when I was in my twenties in in college. And that was a way for me to connect socially, to develop myself into a more flexible, balanced, graceful person who, who moves as a dancer. So I was 20 then and I I reconnected with it in San Francisco when I relocated and realized I had gotten really lonely. I had felt pretty sad, almost to a point of depressive episode. And after marriage, there's a a huge adjustment. So I want Mm -hmm. to let everyone know when you go through big life changes like getting married or separating or divorce or having a child, being pregnant. Whatever these big changes, maybe a personal loss, losing uh, someone important in your life or even a breakup that comes up as a theme in my practice a lot is breakups. So when you are Mm -hmm. going through something that is changing your life and and who you know yourself to be inside of that life, that's especially important, an important time to take a step back and pause and breathe and, and write out. Do some release writing for emotional release, mental and emotional release. You can also Mm -hmm. journal what you've learned from that relationship, who you've been able to become because of that, and what your agreements are moving forward. So back to my Mm -hmm. story, Uh, I took up ballroom dancing again in Los Angeles. After I took it in San Francisco, I paused for my license in order to study for my license. I took a break from ballroom dancing. Then I got licensed. And I decided to relocate back to Los Angeles and practiced in Los Angeles. My vision was mm-hmm. that I would get licensed and practice in Los Angeles. And the fact that my life took a turn and in a new direction, relocating to San Francisco to being with my husband, that was just part of the story. However, I, I never really had the vision of practicing in San Francisco. It wasn't in, aligned with who I wanted to be professionally. So I always oh, wow. I always saw myself in Los Angeles and it's a little bit funny because my husband and I had, I shared that vision with him and he was supposed to be moving to Los Angeles and, oh, wow. and he wasn't moving fast enough for my speed. <laughs> so I said, okay, I will relocate to the Bay Area again. Take the opportunity to study, complete my exams, get licensed, mm-hmm. and learn more about San Francisco so I can learn more about my husband, who, who his roots, and about his family and who he is as a person, and mm-hmm. then relocate back to Los Angeles when the time is right, which I did. So you went from working
0: with numbers to then working as a therapist, what made you decide like what that career path, what was it in you? Like you decided this is where I need to be. Was there a
1: moment? Was there an experience? Yes, there was. There was. Initially, there were many different moments of, I want to say just moments of awareness where I realized that. So I took two of the four part exam as a CPA to Mm -hmm. be a CPA certified public accountant. Mm -hmm so i took two of the exam and i passed and i was i just reflected every time i i was studying what i did is i rewarded myself if i study two more chapters in accounting or in financial accounting whatever it was i would reward myself with reading more from the book by uh, dr david burns about depression mm-hmm. the newest treatments in depression <laughs> so who would reward that, the, reward that was my reward okay feeling good by the, dr david burns i'm the type of person yeah, who right i'm going on vacation to the greek islands and i'm reading the newest treatments for bipolar disorder and depression <laughs> 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 i mean that's great <laughs> that it has to mean something you know what i mean it has to mean something so mm-hmm. i took a step back again and i realized i'm not happy and the more that I study, and the more exams I had, two exams left to pass in order to be a to become a CPA. And I said to myself, "Well, this studying will only take me closer to becoming a CPA," which I didn't. Mm-hmm. I realized I did not want to become. So wow. I was just very not confused because I wasn't confused about who I didn't want to become. I had mm-hmm. acquired information about what it what it's like to be a CPA. I had. Um, known some CPAs. I had friends who were in that field. I even dated someone who had the most tremendous success with his own business as a CPA. So I knew up close and personal what that life as a CPA would entail and having your own business and doing taxes and doing what a CPA does. And which was, again, it was something that I did at the time and I I took courses and studied and I, I liked it at the time, but it wasn't fully, deeply who I was. It wasn't fulfilling from the heart. It wasn't my passion to do it every Mm -hmm. day, to do it as if I was playing or enjoying life. Mm -hmm. So it didn't feel like play at all. It felt like work. (laughs) Have you found that your experience
0: in accounting has helped you with running your own business?
1: Yes, yes. So that's part of my story is it it feels like it's almost uh, coming together now in a circle because Mm -hmm. as I got licensed and... I in my practice I realized that whether it would have been a CPA practice or my therapy practice, a practice in essence it is a business. So you still need to Mm -hmm. look at your costs and so your expenses and your, your income and look at how many clients you need to have and how much how you need to price your services in order to stay in business and in order to grow and be successful. So I approach it from a very business minded perspective. While at the same mm-hmm. time, I, I do my best. Again, this is, this is an art, not a science, mm-hmm. not, a, not something that's perfect, but I do my best to maintain my integrity as a therapist and be there mm-hmm. providing the service to my clients, be there mo- mentally and emotionally as a safe, supportive person in their lives. So provide mm-hmm. that service while at the same time take care of the business portion of it, the billing. I do my own billing. I mm-hmm. I like because it's my first year of practice. I have uh, haven't exploded yet to the point where I'm not able to do my own billing. Yeah. Even though it started to become a little more difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is in the beginning a year ago I was just new and what I did, I reconnected with some of my colleagues and some of the clients I used to have when I was in Los Angeles. So I had a reason Mm -hmm. to let them know uh, I relocated back from San Francisco. I'm licensed. And if you are in need of a therapist and you don't have one or whatever the case may be, I am here for you. And uh, actually, about about five of them reached out and through them, I Mm -hmm. got more referrals. So that was my baseline. That was my Initial foundation, wow. mm-hmm. and that happened within two months. Good for you! That's amazing. Amazing synchronicities. And then two other clients called me after having taken a hiatus of about five years or so. One of them specifically mm-hmm. was one of my first clients from my traineeship back in 2012, 2013. So this client of mine called called and and she said that I have just been one of the pretty much her best therapists to support her in her life and. So there was a lot of affirmation of my skills and and my passion and what I had to give, a lot of that mm-hmm. and a lot of positive feedback, a lot of grace. So I had a practice within two months, and I opened up my practice last year in mid-November, which is a really difficult time. I want to let everyone know who's looking at developing their private practice. If possible, time it properly in the sense of, I want to say, Based on my experience, it's about not even January yet, but about February, March, when the practice starts growing. And then it takes slow down in about June, like mid-June, it Mm -hmm. starts to slow down a bit, July, and then mid-August, it starts back up. But there's definitely seasons to it. So you want to observe the natural flow of this type of practice. Mm -hmm.
0: And I always think of making sure that you take time for yourself during those slower times too. It's almost like that natural break that gives you time to take that vacation or just kind of relax on days that you don't
1: have anybody.
0: It's the natural progression of the private practice seasons.
1: I hear you, and (laughs) I have the antidote for that. I mean, I am. I again, I took up ballroom dancing, so I took that opportunity to go do more dance practices. Oh, good! I'm, I'm really happy to report that I just had my first. Super match competition, my first ballroom dance competition, and I was fortunate. I was fortunate that uh, it went really well, so I got first place in my uh, preferred dance categories: cha cha, rumba, waltz, salsa, and swing. So I really love that. I love that my work paid off, and this feels like fun. So for the Mm -hmm. ladies and and the gentlemen out there, the the therapists who are looking for, like you said, self care or a, a method to take care of themselves and and balance their practices or their work. It's really important to find something that you are passionate about, that you love, maybe developing a skill in. So for Mm -hmm. me, it was ballroom dancing. And before then, it was martial arts. So whatever feels martial arts, I I did more for self-defense. But now Mm -hmm. ballroom dancing is really, I feel like you're inching closer and closer to what you're absolutely passionate about. And it feels like a coming home. So on the dance floor mm-hmm. that day, which was last Sunday, actually, I felt even though I had this adrenaline rush in the dress and I had this spray tan because I needed to look like a Latin dancer. <laughs> so with all of that coming together and all the six months of practice, it was six months of lessons, group lessons, individual practice, and a lot of, a lot of work that I put in. But with all of that, I felt like on that dance floor, With the nerves and the butterflies and everything together, I just felt like I came home. That's wonderful. So that feeling is so precious. If you find it in yoga, I have pursued yoga as well. I've done different types of yoga, including acro yoga, which is more for partners. Mm -hmm. If you find it in yoga, if you find that place of balance and that place of belonging in yoga, that place of flow, if you find it with yoga, good for you. If it is like my husband, he loves running. He is an avid runner and he says he swears by running. And I said, honey, my knees can't hold up. (laughs) Sorry, I need a low impact aerobic activity like dancing. (laughs) Yeah. So whatever, I don't know, what is it for you? What is your um, go-to activity
0: or sport? Mine is art. So like the picture that I have behind me is something that I created. Mm -hmm. So that is where I can kind of shut down and just kind of focus in on creating things so Mm -hmm. yeah so this is actually used to be my dining room but it's now an art studio slash uh, video studio
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing is that the buddha thank you is is it the buddha wow Mm -hmm. you're so talented melissa oh thank you
0: (laughs) i think that has to do with um i see things in pictures so visual it's very hard for me to journal so I need to be able to express myself through pictures and things that are visual. So I that's see. that's where it comes out for me. Yeah, excellent.
1: Yeah. Well, we're all talented in, in different ways. Yeah. I, I do write poetry too, but I haven't written anything in a long time. By long, I mean about over a year. But I do mm-hmm. like words. I like expressing myself in words.
0: Yes, and you're very beautiful at it too. Even in our interview.
1: Well, thank you. Now that my nerves and butterflies are dissipating slowly, I'm. I'm getting more into my personality yes
0: (laughs) well i want to say thank you for joining us today and if you could post your website underneath this video so if people want to check out who you are and what you're doing uh, they can just go to that link it'd be my pleasure
1: and since i haven't finished about five of my stories i can go and finish them (laughs) later Sounds good. We're definitely gonna have to have you on again. Okay, wonderful. Absolutely. Chapter two. I'm gonna (laughs) look forward to it. Chapter two. It's gonna be chapter two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look forward to it. And congratulations on your win with your dancing. That is just amazing. I'm so happy for you with that.
1: Thank you. And And I do. Do you have a video of it? Oh, I have videos on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you link to that underneath the video because I think that would be great for people to see. Okay, wonderful. So just so you know as a therapist, you can just like Melissa, you can also get involved in painting or some kind of art any art mm-hmm. form or you can do uh, dancing. It, it can be art therapy. For me, dancing is also an art elegant art form and therapy. So whatever it is yeah. for each person, uh, it, it's a wonderful way to balance your professional life and, and mm-hmm. definitely stabilizing your personal my personal life. Stabilizing that helped a lot, too, in, in my development, professionally and personally. So.
0: And I have to say, one of our viewers right now, Tamara Diaz, is actually a beautiful artist and a therapist here in Providence, Rhode Island. I've been to many of her galleries, and she does amazing art. So anybody out there? Uh, Check out Tamara Diaz's stuff, too. So we have many artists on here today, which is great.
1: I'll check some of her work. I'm interested in art and beauty, culture, all of that. Yes. I think that you'll really
0: connect with Tamara's stuff. Definitely.
1: Well, excellent. I'm excited now. Can't wait.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. And you have a beautiful evening. And I know we're going to talk to you
1: again. Okay. Well, sounds good. I love that assurance that you have about you. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you very much for having me on, Melissa. Take care. It was a pleasure. Take care. So I think it is so
0: cool that we were able to do that interview on some very special dates in Diana's life. It was just a great way to celebrate her and her journey and where she is going in the future. So if you want to know more information about her and her practice, make sure you go over to chitchatwiththerapist.com and take a look at our show notes and you can have all the information you would like about Diana and her practice and the show itself. And if you are interested in being interviewed on Chit Chat with a Therapist, make sure you send me a message and you can do that through Facebook or even through the contact page on Chit Chat with a Therapist and we can set you up with a interview time so that we can talk about all the things that inspire you. And all the things that you want to talk about and let other therapists out there know. So until next time, keep being amazing and keep inspiring others. Bye-bye for now.